another episode of the Forging Better Humans podcast. Today, my guests are Terry and Alex, and we're going to uh, we're going to go over a question that I keep getting. I get a lot. I've actually, when I first started jujitsu, uh, I actually struggled with it at first as well. Um, how to balance um, and how to balance strength and conditioning and my jujitsu training to get better. Um, so, Terry, uh, if you haven't been on Instagram lately and saw the three snapping bats video. Dude's pretty strong. Yeah, I'm the um, man behind the bats. The man behind the bats. I called him Batman one time in an airport. He didn't think that was funny. Oh, yeah. He, and he, pretty, he like announced that to a whole terminal. The entire terminal. <laughs> and I had a look Everybody was staring at me. I thought I was going to fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think I crossed the fucking line there. <laughs> um, anyway, I want to uh, introduce Terry real quick. Have Jerry, Terry talk about his journey through wrestling and uh, just really quickly kind of go through the topics of how you kind of ended up here at Iron Legion. And then, you know, we'll kind of dig into our topic of strength and jiu-jitsu, how to balance those two in your training systems. Um, yeah, so um, I fell in love with martial arts really early, but didn't become a practitioner until I was a teenager. Um, my uh, late mother, who died uh, just before my eighth birthday, she bought me a VHS, if you guys are uh, too young to know what that is, that's a cassette tape that used to show movie pictures on. Um, she yeah, bought me. That, Alex. <laughs> um, she bought me this VHS of the Karate Kid, and I remember the first time I watched it, I had no idea what I was watching, but I just was enthralled. I was amazed, and I was. I just remember thinking to myself, I don't know what that is, but that's what I want to be. Yeah. Right, and that kind of set me on this this mental path where I I now had a direction at a young age, which is, um, in my opinion, kind of a rare thing. But um, I think that was also cemented by her her dying of cancer. You know, not to be a downer, but dying a couple years after that. But um, I actually reached a point where um, I was skipping school in high school to go train. Um, and and what were you training? Was it just karate, or was it? Uh, no, so at the time, um, so I, I, I uh, wrestled in school, and um, I was actually training um, catches catch can wrestling. The shortened version is uh, catch, um, which is is uh, essentially a European style of submission wrestling that predates Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, um, but it also was brought over into America in different forms. Um, such as carnival style wrestling that used to be one of the sideshows and carnivals was a submission wrestler. Um, and people would place bets to see if they could beat him. Um, that's how they made their money. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, it's, it's, I like to make the comparison of, um, you know, Apple versus Android. So, um, I would say that pursuing jiu-jitsu is more of the Apple, um, you know, obviously very functional, very versatile, but a little bit more user friendly for the beginner. Right. And then, uh, Catch wrestling is a little bit more complex. Um, still trying to accomplish the same goals of, of pinning and submission, right? But um, there's a lot more uh, uh, finesse and subtlety to it that is not so user friendly for a, a beginner. Um, and they they're just different ways of approaching the same problems. But then you evolved kind of more from wrestling catch. You've been an MMA fighter too, so. Yeah, about that. Touch on that for a minute. Um, yeah, so um, I went from wrestling to uh, catch catch can wrestling, which was uh, at the time um, I had no idea that I was learning anything special. I was uh, 
two of my wrestling coaches in school were the last students of Carl Gosh. Um, and he died in Tampa. I'm from St. Pete. Um, but so I went into catch and then I started learning some, uh, American kickboxing because there was a, a professional kickboxer that was also one of my coaches there, um, at this, this little, uh, gym that I was training at in St. Petersburg. Um, and I had just kind of it, wrestling in school. I had no idea what MMA was. I didn't learn what MMA was until like 2008. Um, <laughs> and I just remember the first time seeing it, I watched, um, Tito Ortiz, Chuck Liddell two, I think was the first fight I ever saw. And I just saw it and went, what the fuck is that? Yeah. That is awesome. I think a lot of us remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, I was, I was watching it and I was like, Oh man, like I'm, I'm watching them wrestle and look, look for takedowns. Obviously that was Tito's game against Chuck Liddell, who they both were fantastic wrestlers, but Chuck Liddell was the better striker. So he wanted to keep it standing. So I remember just watching these wrestling exchanges and going, I know exactly what's happening here, right? Um, and so then I kind of became fascinated with that. And um, it, it gave me a, another direction because um, one of, I I was, uh, did not grow up in the uh, best household. Um, I grew up in an abusive household. Um, and I was a very quiet kid, so I picked up a lot. I got a lot of fights. I got bullied a lot. Um, so... I've always carried with me this um, fear of uh, weakness, right? This, this fear of not being able to take care of myself. And, um, you know, so whoops, that was where wrestling came in and then catch wrestling. And then when I saw it, man, I was like, Oh my God, I fucking want to do that now. You know? Um, so I started slowly drifting that direction. Um, and uh, I had a few fights. Um, I had one Muay Thai fight. I had uh, a few MMA fights. Um, and just started to quickly realize that, um, yes, I, I loved the, the stand up and the fighting aspect of it, but, uh, my true love was the wrestling and the grappling. Um, and, uh, I also worked security in clubs for, uh, well, I worked in clubs for over a decade, um, but I worked security in clubs for years. I trained security staff. I was head of security, ran security teams, um, which just, Basically, the job entails getting into fights pretty yeah, much every night. Job training, yeah. Uh, you don't have to go to a studio for that. You can do it live. Yeah, um, <laughs> and and unfortunately, uh, I've I've been in hundreds of altercations in my life, um, ranging from one on one to um, on six or seven different occasions. I've fought multiple people by myself, um, and I always tell everybody, like you know, it's it's not a movie. That shit sucks, <laughs> um, and you know I've. I've dealt with people with knives on three different occasions. I've had a gun put in my face, um, you know, so all that stuff that all that experience is uh, very valuable. Um, but the biggest thing that it taught me was um, that I'm not made of glass, you know, that I, I can actually handle myself, even if I don't think that I can. Um, I also was never that bright when it came to being able to walk away. Um, I was always that guy that didn't see a way, how to, I, I never saw a, a route how to get away. I always just figured out a route how to get through. Right. Right. Um, I was always kind of blind to that retreat mentality. Um, I don't know if that was nature versus nurture, but I think it had something to do with the way I grew up. Do you think that strength is a, a big component in that? Um, absolutely. Anybody that doesn't think that strength matters, in my opinion, is a charlatan. Um, because 
it, why do weight classes exist if size and strength don't matter? Right. I mean, that's that's kind of a, an absurd thing to think that um, somebody who's 100 pounds and the same skill level as somebody who's 200 pounds is going to prevail. If our skill level is equal and our knowledge base is equal, the person with the higher capacity for physical um, uh, endeavors is, is going to win, right? right? The, the person who can put out a higher workload will win. Um, so uh, I think that it, it's, it's important to condition your body um, in multiple facets, but I think that strength is incredibly important to build up, not to replace technique, but to enhance technique. Um, so you and I have talked about it before with, uh, I see it in CrossFit gyms all the time. Where I'd say we're we're hardly a CrossFit gym anymore. We're more of a strength and conditioning gym. We have CrossFit as a modality, but you know I recognize that there's a lot of versions of strength training out there that are super beneficial. Um, but I feel like when you have a small studio um, like a CrossFit gym, these guys are really, really, really fucking picky about you know you, no 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 you don't need to be doing any powerlifting outside of here no 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 you don't need to go do any kind of special training outside of my gym you know what we're doing here our CrossFit program is it it's everything that you're going to need and you know to be honest I've I've always thought that, that was fucking bullshit and I feel like you and I are of the kind of the same mindset with small jujitsu studios where you got your jujitsu academy guy that's like you don't need to go outside of this academy to get any other kind of strength training. You know, jujitsu is it. Do you think that's a jealous misconception or is it, uh, is it myth or do you agree that, you know, maybe just jujitsu is enough and just CrossFit should be enough? Um, I think it's a, it's a couple of things. I, I think that there are a lot of people out there who genuinely want the best for their students. Um, but we can only give advice based off of our own experiences. Right. right? So, um, I think that a lot of people um, that teach martial arts have good intentions. Um, that doesn't always lead to the best results, right? We've seen that throughout history. But um, I think that you can really only push people to do things that you have experience with. Um, otherwise, it's like, why would I listen to you, right? right. And when uh, this is a really common thing that I see with my peers in this industry is that um, they have this kind of fear of not being the one who knows everything that their students go to for everything. And um, it's, it's understanding that um, martial arts break your body down. They don't build your body up. It's the strength training, the proper rest, the proper diet, the taking care of your body outside of the martial arts that builds your body up. Right. And, and the martial arts build, build knowledge and technique, right. And they, they obviously give you greater control of your body and range of movement, both through static and dynamic flexibility. If you're working on that diligently and all those good things, they're fantastic for you. Um, however, if you want any kind of longevity in a martial art, um, you're going to need to do something outside of it to maintain your body, especially as you age, because fighting is a young man's sport. Um, I'm 33. I'm not old by human standards, but I am old by fighter standards. So um, for me, I decided years ago that I was going to do this for the rest of my life. So I understood that as my body started breaking down, I had to do something to maintain it. Um, But not, not just maintain, but also 
grow in, in that physical aspect as well. Um, so that I could do this for the rest of my life. So that if I have kids, I could train them. I have a kids program so that I could train them so that I have adult students that I can actually wrestle with. You know, I'm not just some broken man hobbling around in my thirties. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, if jujitsu is, you know, strength and conditioning for us here at Iron Legion, Iron Legion strength and combat is, uh, you know, that's our, our goal is human performance. We want to make the ultimate human being. It's, it's only common sense and evolution would be to add the combatives in, to have jiu-jitsu in there, to have Muay Thai and striking and different things, being able to defend yourself, to have both sides of the coin, because there's a value to that. So if we're trying to create better human beings all the way around, only training strength and conditioning is going to get you only so far. You're not going to the true human potential, I don't believe. And the same thing with martial arts. If you're not actually taking care of the body, getting it stronger, recovering, eating nutritionally, doing all those things correctly on the other side of it, you're only getting one side of work. Absolutely. And, and with, with the strength and conditioning, I mean, you just have to, you have to figure like, uh, the, the analogy of like your body being a sports car, right? Everybody, this is a really common analogy, but, um, basically doing martial arts is like having a sports car, but if you're not doing any of the resting, the eating right, the strength and conditioning stuff that's going to keep your body well-maintained, you're basically not doing any oil changes on the car, right? You know, so eventually it's going to break down, right? You know, and uh, when you start applying the strength and conditioning stuff, you start to realize pretty quickly that, oh, this means that I can train more now. I can train longer. That means that I can acquire more skill sets because that's the whole point of training martial arts is a skill acquisition. I can tell you as a strength athlete, adding jujitsu into my game has made a giant difference in my cardio. And I say it to my CrossFit athletes all the time. There is no cardio out there like fight cardio. That <laughs> yeah. the, the endurance that you gain from being on the mats and rolling with people for three rounds, three five-minute rounds, it's just it's incredible. Because that barbell doesn't fight back. People always do. And you just find a new level. You find new gears. You, you find out things about yourself you didn't even know um, what you're actually capable of when you're under duress and pressure. Um, the other thing that I see, too, with jiu-jitsu training is mobility. I'm so much more mobile. Um, I can move around better. I know that there's probably a lot of people out there that are jujitsu guys that are like, I'm not fucking mobile, I'm stiff all the time. But if you're training strength and conditioning and you're doing jujitsu together, those two together um, with a good stretching and recovery routine, you are a lot more mobile. It's like adding yoga in. It's almost like a forced yoga during your particular yeah. training session, right? So or, that's some of the value that I see with like adding jujitsu, wrestling, grappling, that type of stuff into your strength training. Um, you know, when you're looking at strength and conditioning, you could really, when we're talking about balancing this kind of stuff, jujitsu and grappling could be your conditioning, right? That could be your, your endurance training, your, uh, crossfitters love that term Metcon, you know, your Metcon could actually end up being your jujitsu class. You know, when you're in there doing that, like for me, myself, my training, the way that mine looks these days, I train purely strongman. So I do strongman training Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, I do an hour to hour and a half session. And then I do everything I can to make every jiu-jitsu class at night that I can uh, for an hour or two that we're out there training as well. So, But I don't do any more CrossFit. So I, I've kind of eliminated CrossFit and backed away from it. It's just not not that I don't like it. It's just I have found a new love with jiu-jitsu. And I, and I think that I'm getting the cardiovascular metabolic benefit, conditioning benefit from jiu-jitsu. And I'm getting the strength benefit from strongman, putting those two together. And I feel like I've seen the way that you guys train 
at American Combat Club with Jeremiah, Keith Rudder. Those guys are probably Teddy or Shrek. Yeah, those guys are all heavy, heavy lifters. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're excellent fighters. Yeah, and they move so well. Jeremiah's a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. Just to look at him, you realize <laughs> yeah. that he's so smooth. Yeah, Jeremiah's what like five nine, probably like two hundred fifty pounds of muscle. Oh my god, he's just yeah. a muscle, <laughs> and he's a goddamn gorilla on the mats, and he yeah. just rolls and flows. He's also so a black belt. So. Yeah, black belt. Yeah, so like, and these guys that we're talking about, like yourself, you're a black belt. What Keith Rudder's purple. Jeremiah's yeah, black. Keith Rudder's a, a purple belt world champ, by the way. And, um, and powerlifting, powerlifting fucking Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's a not not yet. He's, he's ranked in powerlifting. Yeah, right. he's he's looking to compete at the national competitions this year to take home the title. These guys, these guys are athletes that we train with all the time, and, and they, that's what they do. They train powerlifting, they train strongman, and they train jujitsu. Yeah. and they are they balance it very well. And I don't feel like um, they're struggling to get that balance in. It's it's they see the benefits in both sides. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much carryover to both sides of it. Um, agree. Absolutely. Well, it's uh, jujitsu is uh, a, a knowledge base and methodology, right? So um, people think of jujitsu as a, a physical endeavor, which it's not. The expression of jujitsu is the physical endeavor, right? Yeah. Um, but but actually, learning martial arts that's that's uh, a knowledge base that turns into a skill set as it's developed and expressed physically, right? But if you're going to express it physically to your capability, you need to actually work on the physical aspect as well. Um, and what what we see with guys who do strength and conditioning, and uh, granted, um, you know, I've, I've gotten by pretty well with uh, just a simple 5-3-1 formatting um, you know, with the strongman stuff, um, that's a very straightforward programming that is is simple, but it gets the job done. And some guys, yeah, it's it's realistic. And you know, some some guys like to do different types of programming. Um, and I, I won't ever take anything away from CrossFit because I do believe that those Olympic explosive movements are yeah, important bad. to to learn, and they do have a lot of value. Um, but at the same time, um, if you have somebody who's very broken physically like I am after just, you know, 17 years of doing martial arts pretty much every day for 17 years. Um, you know, there comes a time where those explosive movements just aren't realistic at all the time, you know? So for me in particular, just my specific situation, I saw a lot of growth when I transitioned away from the, the CrossFit style more into the powerlifting side. Um, but that's just because of my physical capabilities and what I'm working with. Um, but I think that, uh, anything that's going to teach you how to become stronger, use your body better, build up your proprioception, um, basically build up that physical fortitude of your body in conjunction with learning the knowledge base of, uh, you know, martial arts is going to be valuable in your expression of those martial arts. Completely agree. Completely agree. I mean, we've got a lot of professional athletes now that are doing that too. So if I would talk to uh, our CrossFit folks here, who's the, the big California guy now, um, Kalipa, Jason Kalipa is a big advocate of training both CrossFit and Jiu-Jitsu. And he's pretty damn good at both. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been some pretty good videos out there that I've watched where he's gone head to head with guys in Jiu-Jitsu. And, uh, you know, some of the Jiu-Jitsu guys have come over and they've crossed over into the CrossFit world. And some of the strength stuff that in the videos that he's been putting out are pretty, pretty impressive. So like, it's not just your uh, 
your normal academy athletes. I mean, you're talking some high level pros. I'm sure that you know some as well that you can mention that like you know, that's what they do. They train strength and conditioning and they train jujitsu and grappling, and that's how they become the best in their fucking field. So yeah, it it is very rare, very very fucking rare. You are an outlier. If like the definition of an outlier, if you become one of the best in the world without doing strength and conditioning, <laughs> and you will not have the longevity of your career. I don't give a fuck how physically gifted you are genetically. You will not have the longevity in your career without that maintenance and that strength building. It just it won't happen. Completely agree. So the the importance of training both, man, is like. I, I we both say it a lot, you know, that FAFO image only gets you so far, that fuck around find out image. You gotta be able to back that shit up. So you can walk around looking like the toughest, baddest ass fucking bodybuilder in the world, but if you can't defend yourself, you look pretty fucking embarrassing on the floor when a 150 pound jiu-jitsu guy knocks your dick in the dirt. Yeah. So like, <laughs> and it happens. So I mean, it's important day. to be well-rounded, right? I mean, it's yeah. important to have both sides of the coin. So yeah, I, there was a, a female student here um, who, like 115 pounds. Um, and I was always so proud because she, she, uh, her name is Allie, but she, uh, learned jujitsu from me, uh, the last year and a half. And it only took her about six months to start whipping the shit out of grown men twice her size. Yeah. And I was, I would always use her as an example of like, see, this is somebody who has trained, who has a knowledge base that you don't have and she can overcome the physicality. However, like I said previously, if your knowledge base is the same, but the physicality is unequal, the person with the higher level of physicality is going with it. She was already trained strength with us. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I mean, I just wanted to touch on that for a little bit. We don't want to take everybody's time, but uh, we'll we'll probably have you back on the show a few more times. A lot of cool subjects. We kick around a lot on the mats, so... Well, I mean, dude, I broke three bats. And you broke three bats. So, like, we probably want to talk about that. Yeah, if you want this podcast to be successful, you have to have me on it. Yeah, and we're going <laughs> to we're gonna put together some training plans that we're going to self. If you want to break three bats, you just uh, you start with one. <laughs> click our link <laughs> and uh, and uh, give us money, and we will sh- we'll send you a PDF program on how to break a bat. Yeah, buy my shit. Buy my shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that was uh, Forging Better Humans podcast, episode number probably a lot. And we will see you on the next one. Out. Let's go eat some food.